By surprise, because he was in the middle of doing something and I've started the intro and he usually does the intro. I know. That's fine, we're forging ahead. Where I'm Peter, he's Sam. Right, where am I? Who? <laughs> it's episode 37? Something like it that. It could be 60, I don't really know. It's, yeah. been, it's been too long. Yeah. You know what, I'm going to go ahead and say episode 37. Oh, it's not that many. I just want to go against the flow because I've I start, I, yeah, but a young podcast. Yeah, I started listening to all the old like a couple of episodes back, just um, to see see how we were going. Yeah, I was suffering all weird the, with low withdrawal. those months ago. Yeah, yeah, weird withdrawal symptoms, man. Because what, I, just because we didn't record for a while. Uh, that and you've and Peter's been editing uh, the podcast for the last two episodes. Direct all criticism towards him. Uh-huh. And um, look, I feel like. <laughs> The disaster that was our last episode <laughs> is entirely on you. But you were the one and, that was eating. Yeah, but you provided the means, <laughs> Sam. I provided the snacks. Yep. That's true. I think this is a guns don't kill people kind of argument, though. I'm going with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, peanuts kill people. That's true. Maybe more than guns. Maybe not. It sounds like one of those facts, doesn't it? You know, have you ever noticed how like no, someone... I feel like it, it can't be. But you ever notice I mean, how like I'm? I think people are more willing to accept these days, uh, like sh- crazy facts rather than ones that make sense. You know how like because it's that thing. I, I've been I've been told by so many people like who are looking smug at parties. You know, like that one anecdotal like. Did you know that? You know, peanuts kill more people than guns or something like that. It's the kind of thing where people like say you just like. Oh, that's interesting. I feel like at this point I could just it, turn up also, and just say actually, anything. It, it, yes, no, it is very much the kind of like you, know, you could say peanuts kill more people than guns. Yeah. Even though I am, like you, you could turn up and say that at a party, and I think nobody would bat yeah. an eyelid. But I am relatively <laughs> probably certain that that is complete and utter. I know. Shit. Like you could just walk in, you know, just pop up. Yeah. Just just in the mid conversation, drop a casual heroin's good for you. you. <laughs> you know, like, you know, they you know, found out back in the 1920s. They used to make loaves of bread with pure heroin. <laughs> well, I wouldn't surprise me in the 1920s. I was learning about all these little different phases. Every time a drug is discovered, everybody thinks it's a uh, wonder drug. So they just put it in bread. It's got a name. So they just put it in wonder bread. bread. I don't know. Now, wonder bread now with heroin. I still can't. Oh no, heroin's bad for you. Wonder bread now with uh, methamphetamine. Oh no, methamphetamines. Bad I, for I, you. Wonder I, bread now with marijuana. I can't believe it's not not bread. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely not bread. Yeah. Um. No, seriously though. Like the. I mean, it's nothing to do with anything. But like when heroin first was discovered, it was prescribed for everything. Yeah. Nausea, diarrhea, constipation. Don't know how you can put those two things together. Yeah, there is this really great... You know, po- cough, whatever. There's this really great podcast by one of the McElroy brothers called uh, um, Sawbones. And it's like it's like a medical history podcast because uh, Justin McElroy, his wife is a doctor. So they did, like go through all these crazy medical history things that happen. Yeah, and one of the ones that, that they, that they talk good. about is uh, morphine yeah. and heroin. And how, like, discussing the history of how, like, basically pain relief for medical purposes, yeah. sort of the history of that. 
But we've never still gotten like anything. There's no real pain uh, reliever, like stopper, other than stuff you get from the poppy. Yeah. Still now. <clears throat> yeah. Which I think is interesting. It is pretty interesting. Someone was trying to argue to me that like this whole idea that like it was crazy that we had legalized heroin, medicinal heroin, and we were debating medicinal marijuana. Which I don't know whether it was a good point or not. I don't, I don't, but it was a kind I of point where you don't... Before you think about it, you're like, oh, that's, that's good. That's kind of crazy. And then you think about it a bit and you go, well, actually, no. A bit different. That's that's not really the same. It's like saying... Yeah, I didn't want to like, get into a political it's, it's thing. Like, it's like equating the fact that... Uh, it's like equating the fact that we have outlawed guns in Australia... But we allow people to to drive cars, even though there's far more road fatalities than there is from guns mm. in all around the world. And peanuts. And peanuts. Full all the way around. All the way around. Everywhere in the <laughs> we world. We just did a loop. There's, there's peanut deaths. We're I brought it, we brought it back. It's like brought a, it back. We bring it back. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But yeah. That, that is mean. that is what that's like. Yeah. Like, it's they're not. It's not really the same thing. Yeah. Just because they're both drugs doesn't mean that. They should like. I mean, if you really want to get into it, like, I've seen some pretty distressing stuff about a lot of like, like epileptic babies and stuff not being fine with medicinal marijuana, and then they, you know, like change the law and the family has to move to Canada. I actually heard that exact story. Yeah, no, there's definitely. But we're not going to have. I'm not actually actually trying to like advocate for that. I'm more saying like. The whole heroin argument was not a good one. Yes, I all no, that's I brought that true. up because I was saying Peter like claiming that is like like initially I was like oh yeah it's like if someone came up to me in a party and said hey peanuts kill more people than guns yeah initially I'm, I'd probably be like oh yeah oh, that's and then you think about it for more than two seconds yeah. maybe maybe that's not true. right anyway anyway <laughs> uh, we're gonna clink our beers and talk about the beer we're drinking so let's that I go can actually take let's a sip. do it so that was we need to do that one again I feel right, okay. That's better. There we That's go. better. Crisp. There we go. Drink it down. Uh, the beer we're drinking this week is Monteith's Black Beer. Yeah. Now, do you want me to read out the um, the blurb? I would love for you to read out the blurb. See if it's see if it's a good one. It's not bad. I've had a bit of a read. Our engineers found ingredient uh, ingenious ways. Should I read it out, mate? You're uh, like struggling. Um, yeah. Well, this is pretty strong stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Our engineers have found ingenious ways to keep the brews flowing. <laughs> All right, good idea, engineers. We're using old Bedford truck parts to fix machines to changing light bulbs with a forklift. The only thinking these clever blokes love more than fixing something is drinking something. Naturally brewed in New Zealand. Naturally well, brewed in New Zealand. Well, changing a light bulb with a forklift yeah. is incredibly, incredibly dangerous. From using old cha- old Bedford truck parts to fix machines. I mean, that's kind of ingenious. I'm sure that's probably fine. Well, you, but, but like, you know what this does? This doesn't, this doesn't exactly inspire confidence no, in me about this beer. That, no. What, are they doing so badly that they had to fix the machines with an old Bedford truck? And also, whoever that forklift driver that used it to change a light bulb, they've lost their forklift ticket for sure. Because that is incredibly dangerous and illegal. And oh, you're such a... You're, you're killing the buzz. Oh, you're, look. Look. Buzz Killington. There's nothing wrong with safety. A, a company safety man. is important. Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, after ragging on it, I feel as my like I, I feel I've been feeling guilty like 
lately about how we're talking shit about the beers that we're drinking. Um, I will say that having had a little sip of a uh, Monteith Black beer, it's pretty good. It's a dark beer. I like. I just love it's dark beers. It's supposedly got. It's supposedly. A oh, dark beer blended from five malts with biscuit, caramel, chocolate, and coffee flavors. How can they just pick things that pe- people like and then they just say it tastes like them? Yeah. Yep. It's kind of like that sort of suggestive thing. You say, oh yeah, this tastes like chocolate. And you taste it and you go, yeah. hmm. Oh, you know what? Maybe that does taste that a bit like chocolate. That relates to waffle on even more. That relates to an epiphany I had today at the vet's. Where I took my dog, who's got gross problems, to the vet, and they told me that, don't worry, you don't have to deal with his gross problems anymore. Um, turns out he doesn't have them. He has even grosser problems. <laughs> <laughs> so now I have to grab his ear canal and shake it roughly until that's a wet noise. That's my instructions. <laughs> you should record Twice yourself a day, doing that and put it up on the Facebook page. It is one of the most unpleasant th- sounds. Yeah. Um... No, but I was at the I was at the vets waiting for him to come back out, and is he I, I, I was, now and he doesn't need his mum to go in with him. That's true. I was feeling I was feeling guilty because as soon as he, he knew the vet, he knew what was coming. It was all sunshine and rainbows driving until we pulled up into that car park, and then he just did not want to get out of the car. He <laughs> knew. So like, um, and I was waiting there. I was having like like I was feeling guilty, so I looked at their shelf of shit that you can buy like treats. Yeah. And there was like pig ears, a lot of ears going on. My dog goes apeshit for pig's ears. Yeah, mine too. Um, and then... Who would have thought dogs love bacon? What have you been thinking about that for a second? There was also cow ears there and I thought, you know, in, a dog's never going to kill a cow. I mean, Is it a bit weird? Like it's it's not something they would naturally eat. You know I mean, mean, they probably would if they were wild, wild dogs. So scavenging a cow if it already died. Yeah, a, a calf. But, but wild dogs would kill a cow. Like dingoes sure. can kill calves. Yeah, maybe it's like, that. Yeah, wild dogs would kill a cow for sure. Anyway, I'm getting. But up. also, like, I mean, dogs eat beef and chicken and and their own medication, and then throw up everywhere. <laughs> as I discovered last night. <laughs> anyway, we're getting off topic. Sorry, what, yeah. So I was, looking, was I was point? looking at those things, and I was trying to decide which one to buy to to purchase for him. And there were all these interesting like descriptions of them. Yeah, and I came to one, and it said. Um. Oh, what it said like mint and caramel. Um, yeah, mint and caramel, lamb stick. That right? seems and like I the thought, kind of thing a dog would not like. I thought, to eat. oh, I'll get him that. That sounds great. And then I just had this. I had this whole realization that it's all fucking just like amorphous brown tasty shit to dogs. I bet there's no difference to dogs. Of that entire shelf. And the reason they have labels, like mint, like mint caramel lambstick, two things that a dog probably doesn't eat, is because it's meant for me <laughs> to think, oh, that, I, you know what, I would love, I love mint and caramel, I'll buy my dog that. Because I guess if I like it, my dog probably does. That's all that's about. And then I really started thinking about this, Pete. Do we even know? Right, you know how we buy all these different flavors of dog and cat food. Yeah, could be the same thing. No, could really be the same thing, couldn't it? Because the dog's not going to tell you. No, it, you can tell if your dog. You might not be able to tell because your dog is a Labrador, which will eat anything. Yeah, my dog is a Labradoodle, 
and very much takes after the poodle side, so is somewhat fussy with what she eats. But you're not going to check whether it's actually mint. I'm not going to oh, go no. for, I'm not gonna go no, for no, a nibble. No, no, no. But my dog definitely has preferences in terms of foods that she likes to eat. Like, what mm. we've been doing in recent years is getting these little, like, sachet things, which have, like, a bunch of minced dog foodie bits. And there's all these different types you can get. Like, you can get it with kangaroo mints, or it might have um, just beef in it, or yeah. it might be chicken. And you know that she likes one of them over and, the other. And, and, yeah, she definitely prefers some over the other ones. That's interesting. Yeah. Isn't it kind? Don't take cheap of this, though. Isn't there a little bit of it in there? Haven't I got a little something? Haven't I Haven't I got a tiny nugget of truth in that? You know, they could all just be... I feel... Well, look, I feel like for... It might the, be different. I, I feel like def, you're definitely onto something with the gourmet dog treats yeah. with mint and caramel. Just making them. you think that is good. That is probably complete bullshit in terms of... Your dog doesn't care. A dog will love a treat no matter what. Yeah. Um... They probably don't. But, but I feel like dogs do definitely have preferences in terms of stuff. No, like I'm sure that. I was like, just sitting there going like, that, that, well, you know, there's no way to know. It's, pro- it's probably not. If it was, What do you mean there's no way to know? I mean, I'm not going to eat the treat. I suppose I should eat the treat and just find out whether there's mint in it. It probably won't, you know. You probably, probably smell it. Mint's Maybe. a pretty distinct smell. You can probably know. smell mint. I just know that. I just looked at those labels and thought, this is, this is wrong. This is for me. This is all. Oh yeah, no, that, yeah, de- definitely for you. Yeah. Anyway, we should move on <laughs> to oh. uh, the next yes. topic of conversation, which is my car woes continuing. Oh, I thought we were going to the homework movie. No, no, no. <laughs> I thought we were doing no. our actual job, but no, you know. no, 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 no. we can't get there just yet because I need to tell everybody about how. Okay. How fun a car time I've been having you gotta, once again. You should do this. Like, get me get me off this topic right now because I swear to God, I now think I can taste biscuit and coffee in my in this beer, and I think that's not that's not right. That's not. I think the real answer is you're just easily impressionable, Sam. Probably. Does that mean I should just write like a label of a tasty thing on stuff that I don't like? Maybe. Or you should mint just... and caramel. I should write mint and caramel. <laughs> mint and caramel, caramel on your broccoli. Yeah. And just see what happens. I'll probably get sick because of all the mark- permanent <laughs> marker I've put on the broccoli. <laughs> you need to get one of those kid safe ones. <laughs> <laughs> really everything I own should be kid safe. Anyway, Any- you're, anyway you're, so yeah, Peter's car so, troubles continue. If, so... if you didn't hear the first Peter car saga and you, you don't want it spoilers. Uh, I would suggest going back to our episode entitled International Business Ninja. Is that the one that it was? That's the one that it was. International Business Ninjas, plural? I am an international business business ninja. ninja. Um, And and listen to his first saga, but the the short story is that Peter, his car broke down on the story bridge. He used his ninja skills to get out of the way and then uh, went to a surprise, a dodgy mechanic. Because it's my theory that there's like seven non-dodgy mechanics on the planet. Yeah. And you just have to massively luck out to get one. Yeah. So basically, uh, I was going to Chermside to get a haircut and to get my eyes checked because, I don't know, health insurance or something, I get free pairs of glasses or, or something. Yeah. Anyway, that's not the important part of the story. I was driving home and the intersection just out... Like, I just drove out of the um, car park at Chermside Shopping Centre and... Uh, my car, exact same problem, car broke down again. Fuck. Um, right at the front of, luckily it was right at the front of the lines 
and the bloke behind me was in like a big four wheel drive ute. You know he's got something. He's, yeah, yeah. You, you know he's like he, he he probably knew what he was doing around cars, so yeah. he like helped me push it over, like push it around the corner and over to the side of the road, um, so I could be rescued by RACQ. Yep. I didn't bother getting someone to come out and look at it, like a technician or whatever, to come out and look at it this time. I just called nut. This fucking Dunsky, I need to take it straight to a proper mechanic and they can try and fix it up. Yeah, probably not the same mechanic you took it to last no, time when so they said I, it was I lo- fine. I, or, yeah, they said, oh yeah, it won't break down again, but you should probably take it to the manufacturer and we'll charge you $400 for basically not fixing your problem. Yeah. So cheers, guys. Um, so I decided to bring it to a Mitsubishi dealership. I've got a Mitsubishi Colt, little hatchback yep. type thing. Yeah. Um, Looks like a looks like it's one of those flat back ones you know well it looks like yeah it's, like, it's it looks like the tall. car has a comb over where it's all just been slicked back and yeah this is, yeah this yeah it's down. kind of it's it's a little bit tall yeah um compared to other sort of hatchbacks it's good just, it's, just it's not a bad car it's just no. i have it, it, my problem has been i think more with my mechanic than with the car itself just to give you an idea of what the car looks like yeah I don't know. yeah so yeah so rcq tow truck it took like an hour to get there and it was like Sunday afternoon. I was ready yeah. to go home and play some Destiny and uh, fucking car broke down and they told me to the dealership, of course, being a Sunday, there was no one there. So I had to just kind of leave it there and go find like a place to leave my keys with like a little note and my phone number and stuff, just hoping that they wouldn't just steal my car. And yeah. actually, no, they probably couldn't have sold the car because it wasn't running. They couldn't have driven off with it anyway. Yeah. 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 So, so that happened. And then Monday I get a call pretty early from the mechanic and they're going to go fix it up and, and whatnot. Did they say um, what was wrong? So it wasn't until Wednesday that I actually found out what was wrong. Mm. Like I, they said, oh yeah, we'll be in touch. I kind of didn't really expect them to call me back that day because it was obviously unscheduled uh, repairs. I hadn't booked it in or anything. I thought, oh yeah, this would probably take a little while for them to get to it. Yeah. Didn't hear anything until, didn't hear anything. Like I tried to give them a call like Tuesday afternoon because I still hadn't heard anything. Um, and finally I got a call back on Wednesday morning and I find out, apparently they had to spend a fair bit of time looking at it to even work out what the problem was because what the um, garage had told me originally turned out to be complete and utter horseshit and obviously they knew exactly zero about what they were doing yeah. and were fucking terrible. Well, very clearly. Never go to Brisbane Automotive. So service. it was the same issue that had been going on this whole time. Yeah, same yeah. issue. Um, what it turned out to be in the end was the fuel injection motor had given up the ghost. Okay. Which we, so which we it mentioned was t- at some point that we thought. Yeah, it was like a fuel injection problem. But the idiots at Brisbane Automotive Service, I'm going to keep saying their name because they're fucking terrible and you should never go there. Yep. Um, uh, I, like, they, they knew that that was one of the things that was happening, but they never had the wherewithal to diagnose that actually it was the fuel injection motor, which I feel like is one of those things that you, like, one of those fairly common ish car problems yeah. that you should probably know to check for. But obviously, I've said it. I said it many times. Fucking morons. Anyway, yeah. Uh, had to get the fuel <laughs> injection motor replaced, which required shipping of a part from Sydney, apparently. Um, and so, installation and the part itself is going to cost me sixteen hundred bucks. So I'm expecting probably around a two grand bill. 
just a, a sneaky two two k. Yes. Um, <laughs> yep. Just as like the the icing on top of my just horrible cake. Yep. Disgusting just, cake. Just turn of a car experience. Yeah. Um, that's that. One good thing that's coming out of it is the radio wasn't working. Like the car, I had to disconnect the battery terminals because the battery ran out of battery. Yeah. Like it, the battery ran out one time and I had to disconnect to the terminals and you need a code. Like when you reconnect them up, you need a code to plug in the radio to get the radio to work. But it wasn't completely not working. It, you could turn the radio on and it would cut, like stay on for like five, 10 minutes. It really varied across time. Right. And that was kind of, I was kind of fine with that to the point where it wasn't an inconvenient enough problem for me to actually go and try and figure out what the code was and call up the manufacturer and tell him to give me the code. So since I've taken it to a dealership, they have now given me that code and I have a working radio. So that's good, there you go. I suppose. I Worth have the two to take grand. my car in at some point because yeah. I've had the interesting thing happen that my, my one, setting one, two, and three on my air conditioning have all died. So I just have off or turbo. <laughs> so, so what I have So to you do, either overheat yeah, or you freeze. And that's what I do. I sort of drive and pulse from one to the other and I'm never really sort of happy. <laughs> it's deeply depressing. Sounds like you need to get it recast. Uh it sounds like um I reckon uh so I've lo- I lost three a long time ago. Yeah. So I reckon I reckon you know, on just sort of a mundane note, it's probably a couple of fuses that are blown, and I might be able to actually replace myself. I will look at. Do you, the do you know how to change fuses? It is incredibly easy. Yeah, no, I have a look at the book and uh, see where they are and stuff, and have a go. Although, from although or I'll probably like get Peter, two... I'll probably get Peter to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway, how long will we be recording for? Let me just check. Twenty-eight minutes. Twenty-eight minutes. You know what? It's as rants go. It was solid, <laughs> it was solid but it wasn't out there with the best. I, no, I'm not. Okay. I'm not as furious about it as yeah. with my other one, just because I've kind of been consoled to the fact that, like, I'm I'm, I'm over it. I'm You're, over it yeah. now. Yeah, you you definitely I'm, were more enraged. I'm last sure time. I'll be even. More, I'm sure I'll actually get angry when I get the actual bill. Yeah, and I have to see that money go out of my bank account. And you'll be angry. You'll be angry. Uh, like two days after the bill when you're trying to buy a journey of Ongoro packs and you realize you can't <laughs> because you've already yes. spent $2,000. Yes. Um, um, yeah. I, and- I, I am a bit annoyed that I probably won't get it back till Monday. So it will have been a week without my car, which... Yeah. Have you I dealt with dr- that okay? Uh, it's actually not been too bad because mum's let me use her car. And we had a... Oh, what we didn't have, we had like an apoca shitstorm... Yeah, yeah, Brisbane's uh, like day massively flooding and... Nothing, honestly, we shouldn't really complain. I mean, if you're listening and you're from North Queensland, you probably yeah, like way Mac- worse Mackay than us. Yeah, like area and if has you're listening been far worse than us. From but, maybe a... but still, like, it's been kind of bad. They shut down all the schools, which is the first time in, in yeah. my lifetime they've ever done which something like that. I'm not working. Yeah, they, right. shut, they shut down all the schools. They shut down all the businesses in the CBD. Yeah, told like them My to mom works for the government and she got, told, she got to work at 8 o'clock and got told to go home. And by like, lunchtime, I think. Yeah, was... yeah. Like that was the general recommendation is everybody go home by lunchtime, but all the government employees were out of their well before then. Yeah. Um, and they were like evacuating the city and, and stuff pretty, like that. It was that. a bit nuts. It's a bit nuts. Yeah. 
I've heard people say it was all a bit a bit overkill, but I feel like with the recent crazy weather that we've had in terms of floods in Brisbane, yeah. it's probably not such a bad idea to you, be a bit overly cautious. You can't really blame... And there has been extensive damage. You can't really blame everyone. From the government for reacting that way when they you know they got like crazy cyclone stuff yeah. to deal with yeah um, it turned out to be more intense than people originally thought yeah uh, although it was pretty pretty fine here although my, my gate's broken got blown off the hinges really the one at the front uh, there's a side gate on my right. house that got like blown off um, but for for a lot of the day it was fine we decided to cancel our usual Dungeons and Dragons yep. We didn't get to do that, which was disappointing. Slightly instead, sad. instead we decided that we'll, I mean, not instead, but kind of, we were given the opportunity to try and play the new Destiny yeah. game, which was uh, exercise and frustration all in itself. It was. Um, it reminded me of all the reasons that I don't like team sports. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we spent a good like three or four hours. Yeah. Oh, it might have only been like three hours, but still, yeah. we spent a good chunk of time. And I was turning into like a, like a, person i did not like you know like i was feeling good yeah I, oh no i was appearing good yeah i don't think i ever uh, got mad at anybody you know I, no no i didn't notice that you were i was so quite, i was quite level but inside it wasn't so much a frustration it was just like i had a moment near the end where i, I had like you know self self-realization you know i looked at myself because in my mind i was just thinking like these terrible thoughts um, it was the kind of thing where we needed to have three guys um, yeah, so, do so, this one job. So, so, for those who don't know, and we will talk about the homework movie momentarily, but we'll talk about Destiny first. Change, yeah. change up the format, I suppose. So, Sam has briefly stepped out to quiet his his pooch. Um, but yeah, we were playing Destiny, new raid, but it's kind of an old raid. So, the raid from the second expansion, or sorry, from the first expansion, The Dark Below, uh, Crota's End... Um, came out and they've redone it up to max light level and it's all really fun and we tried to do it for a long time and we failed and that's kind of that's kind of the end of the story yeah um but disappointing. What, I was, what i was thinking in my mind just to get back to that was just like you know all those bad thoughts you know there were like there's like three key players now there used to be one start one sort of job at the end yeah and everyone so else, the, everyone else supported the, the final fight the crow to fight the final end boss of the raid uh had this person called the sword bearer, which had to basically sword fright Crota. But now you have to do that with three people. And turns out that makes it exceedingly more frustrating. Yeah, and all I was thinking at the end was, why can't you do this? You people suck. Why can't you be like me? <laughs> if you had just a raid full of people. Yeah. yeah raid or, full of sand. Yeah, I definitely thought that. If you just had a raid full like, and then it, I, It's terrible. It's really you know douchey stuff, which is what I thought. So that's why I stopped. Like, oh, that's really... Oh man, you should just you should just stop now. And I went and played some Horizon instead, which I'll talk about. But before we do that, we should we should probably yeah we should probably talk get about the homework movie, which will be the main thing we talk about, I think. Yeah. So before we do talk about Unbreakable, which was uh, ended up being a homework movie, I will briefly address what yeah. we, we, we yeah, threw so up we, on Facebook for the first time ever. We discovered that a movie that we said was going to be the homework movie, yeah, is now no longer on Netflix. Yeah, a lot of things were removed from Netflix recently, and and if you want to see a full list, we have posted it up on Facebook. It's on the same post where I announced that we've changed the homework movie. Mm. Um, but yeah, a few movies have gone, which rarely happens, um, and. 
uh, more more importantly to me, I mean, I was halfway through watching House uh, with my girlfriend, and it, I just turned it on and it was gone, gone from Netflix. And after having a look, I realised that basically what's happened is um, Fox has pulled almost all of their stuff from Netflix. Uh, it's a huge dick move. It sounds like something Fox would do, um, and. It's just all gone, all going. So if you want to have a look at the list, there's still some stuff that's there. Everything's meant to go when April hits. So just before then, so like binge watch everything. So like actually, yeah. If you're watching any TV actually, series on Netflix, if you're listening now, it's too late because by the time this podcast comes out, it will already yeah, be April. But if you're listening, um, yeah, I guess, I guess so, it, it's so going through April. Sorry about it. Yeah, it's going through April. I think. Um, anyway, the post is on Facebook. Dates, but yeah, um, bit of a bit of a scare. Maybe you should just check it out, see if you've lost anything. Yeah. I, I'm feeling really insecure right now, like about my stuff. I'm feeling like uh, every time I see, like I, I want to go now through my list of stuff that I've put on to watch later, and I like just, just watch sure it now. Watch you it. know, like I'm really worried about that, especially the TV series stuff. Yeah, because I don't want to be halfway through something and then just like just lose all access to it. Um, which I'm really worried about. It, it's going to hit the US a lot harder because there are a lot of good shows like uh, Buffy and Angel and Firefly and things that were also removed, but we just never had that. In Australia, yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we had to change it, the homework movie from the way back. We changed it to the M. Night Shyamalan superhero movie, Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Yeah, which was which was a weird movie. It is an odd movie. The, I feel like there's something not quite right with it, but I suppose before we should talk about it, uh, in detail, just covering the plot. Yeah, so basically the premise is Bruce Willis uh, survives a train crash which kills everybody on board except for him. Yep. And he discovers that he is unbreakable, that he is basically a superhero. Yep. He can listen to people's thoughts. He can he sense, can, he can sense like, uh, he can sense bad people. Yeah. Or villains. He can, he can sense people's deepest, darkest secrets. Yeah. By, by contact. And he's incredibly strong, and also he can't get killed. Yeah, he's, he's essentially... Except by water. He, he's essentially... Um, he's essentially uh, what superheroes were written about. So, like, the other main character in this movie is Mr. Glass. Who is Samuel L. Jackson. He's played by Samuel L. Jackson, who's this guy who is completely breakable... His his bones shatter like glass. He's got that like weird bone. Uh, he's got like osteogenesis bird. imperfecta. Yeah, so it's like the weird bird bone disease. So your yeah. bones are, are like hollow, so yeah. they're very very weak and which provides a just a, a added level of uncomfortableness every time he's in a scene because I re- like as soon as they explain that right, you know that there's going to be a scene where he like breaks every bone in his body, right? Yeah. <laughs> you you know that's going to happen at some point, and it happens quite late in the in the movie so like before then I was just I was a wreck just waiting, just waiting for, for a dad yeah like um, there's a scene where he's, he's you know he's a child and it's so obvious from the very beginning of this movie that you know for instance for once for once I think this this movie really isn't doesn't have a Shyamalan twist there's a no it completely does there's a kind, what are you talking about well no I, I it's, it's not it's from not, the beginning of the movie you know because just from it, it everything has, that Samuel Jackson does says and wears that he is a bad guy. I didn't. I didn't see that at all. Oh, really? I was yeah. just looking at him, going, "You're you're a bad guy. You're a bad guy. You're a bad guy. You're a bad guy." I, I feel like that that was meant to be a big twist ending, but it's not. 
like it's not it's on not, the same level. It's not that absurd. It's not like yeah. Bruce Willis is a ghost. It's logical and everything like yeah. that. It's believable. Um, I mean, Bruce Willis is a ghost is a, is a, is a great twist. I would yeah. say it's almost not a typical Shyamalan twist because a typical Shyamalan qu- twist I think makes a lot less sense than <laughs> than, um, than Sixth Sense. But which I'm not seeing by the way. Oh, we should maybe we should do that. It's on Netflix too. Mm, maybe. Um, yeah, and Mr. Glass is completely breakable. There's a scene. Yeah, so, like, so, so there's the, scenes the whole, like where he's, he's like a kid and he's and I, and I and I knew, like I knew that he was a bad guy from the very start. So I'm like, they're going like, I'm, when I'm watching him as a kid, I'm thinking, like you know, it's so entirely possible he's gonna have a bad childhood. He's gonna be a bad guy. And there's a scene where he's like becoming a shut-in because he's gonna get his bones broken all the time. His mum leaves comic books out for him on this park bench, um, so he has to go outside to get them. And he's sitting on that bench. He sort of gingerly walks out, sits on the bench. And I was having just like a, a coronary for that whole scene. Uh, which was meant to be a scene of him like going outside and getting something. But for me, it was just going like, some kid's going to like trip and run into him and, and break his leg or his face or something. It's going to happen. And I was just tense all the way through into like 50 minutes into the movie when he falls down some stairs. Um, yeah. And like the whole thing is that it's the dichotomy of the two characters Bruce Willis is yep. unbreakable, and Mr. Glass is very breakable. Very breakable. And Mr. Glass finds him. He seems to be... He's obsessed with comic books, and um, he he has this theory that comic books um, come from other forms of drawn, like, picture, pictorial communication. Which is complete... That whole thing was yeah. complete bullshit. He basically, like, he basically thinks that comic, that, that, that the comic, comic books, books are, are really exaggerated versions of of real events um not real events but just it comes from he, he thinks super the whole idea of superheroes comes from somewhere um like somewhere someone has, has experienced someone who's remarkable sort of in a way that's halfway between um a superhero in comics and a real regular person which is kind of what bruce willis is you know, he's he, Bruce Willis lives a very mundane life, and he's very much a regular guy. He's balding. Yeah, which is not which in shape. Kind of, which kind of like that is sort of my main problem with the movie. First of all, I think it is incredibly slow in how it tells its it's story. It's so slow, which, which that, is all be, to build the tension. And that stuff, would be my big like, thing. The it's, scenes it's just a little bit too slow, and you know all how, the scenes play out so like all the scenes. Yeah, like you know how this I think a movie can be slow. When I talk about a movie being slow usually I, I think um I think of like how the plot develops and that's slow. Um the scenes in this movie are just slow. Yeah. You know, they linger for too long. There's too much gap before something happens. It's just it's slow. It's draw it doesn't need to be that. Yeah. Yeah, um, and it's not a very long movie, but it felt really long. Yeah. And sort of getting back to my main problem with the movie was that, was like, I think it is a very interesting concept of sort of like yeah. a, a very interesting and different take on the superhero genre. And also kind of interesting that it was released in 2000 before all the superhero movies of today and yeah. before superhero movies tried to do stuff like Logan does where they actually try and tell a bit more of a human Put it into story. a real world. And, uh, yeah, and, and actually have some sort of depth to these characters rather than being, like, yeah. upstanding moral citizens that are that are fighting the bad guys and and doing it all for for the 
in the name of good or whatever. Yeah, I guess my, that's what bugs like, me the most. Yeah, like that—that that is a kind of interesting thing about it. The thing that bugged me the most was that it, it nowhere did it ever convince me how, how that Bruce Willis could not know all these things about himself. How could it, it just made no sense yeah. that he's fifty years old or whatever age he actually is, whatever. How could he not know that he can lift 600 pounds or so, whatever, or that I, he just can't be killed? And, yeah. and how could you not remember that you've never gotten sick? So I've been like, reading um, some stuff about this movie, and I think... Um, and, and reading it made me even more sort of upset, because my whole problem with the it's movie... Ca- it's just complete bullshit. Well, my whole how movie could, with the movie... You, how could you not know? My whole problem with the movie was that um, all the ingredients for it were really, really interesting. You know, like like the way that they were going to tell this, the whole premise, um, the, 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 like the how in-depth we, we get with the characters, you know, how you've, like you really know and care about Bruce Willis's relationship with his wife, their interactions, the, the writing with their conversations, that's really good. Um, it just doesn't work. It just hasn't been done right. I felt, and I was I was reading um, about this story and a lot of Shyamalan interviews, and I think a huge chunk of this movie's premise was not conveyed because you say like, "How does he know?" Right? How, how does he not know? Yeah. How does he not know? Like, and and the, how could you not know? The premise the premise that Shyamalan talks about behind this movie is the power and that's actually why it get it's gotten tied in with another movie which is the reason i suggested this one in the first place i watched split and and they're in the same universe they're in the same crazily. universe right um same as same as in split um this movie is actually about it's supposed to, was supposed to be about the power of belief and the twist ending with samuel jackson revealing that he had caused all these accidents right um, was that was was meant to be much more of a twist than it was for me. I thought it was just oh he caused these accidents. He was trying to find Bruce Willis who was already like like this. But what he was really trying to do is find someone with this potential, and then convince him that he was a superhero. Um, basically in this world, oh. basically in this world, it's about the power of belief, right? So for instance. Bruce Willis doesn't know because he's not like that all the time, um, and so when he's trying to pull off the he, when he, when he when he's trying to save his wife in that car wreck that we see, you know it's then when he needs to you know he's really like he really tries to do things it's not working and then he, he he's really worried for his his future wife and he and he bends that door and pulls it off, um, you know when he's talking to his son about bench pressing he's been doing that for forty years and he has a set weight and he can't lift more. His son taking off the weight, like pretending to take off weights, but actually putting them on, and Bruce Willis lifting it at the same thing is meant to demonstrate that, right? His belief is affecting his actual body, and that's that's what Samuel Jackson tries to build. He tries to build the superhero by telling him all these things. Yeah. So, so like the whole, by the end, the whole... Bruce Willis believes that he is invincible. And the whole touching people thing, that's not something he has. He has these brief flashes when he's really focusing on a crowd of that gun, right? But he doesn't actually have these has these real flat like flashes. He just 
like 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 you know in the end of the movie he's having like real experiences of like people's memories um he doesn't have that all the time it's just because he's told that yeah okay so so like the premise of the world is is like belief is actual power yeah right and so that's Uh, that's why it ties into split so like so that's samuel l jackson's samuel l jackson theory yeah to be yeah a superhero. So his whole actual theory of his hieroglyphs and stuff is meant is actually thought by him as bullshit, right? That's him trying to give a kind yeah. of valid, I like description of it to Bruce Willis. He's just trying to make Bruce Willis believe that he is this person because you know it's never really clear whether clearly he was looking for someone, you know. So uh, I don't really know. Maybe it's a sort of a case of like some people are like this. And some people aren't. Mm. I, I think it'd be or, more more that like yeah, it could, he is like this, so there must be someone who yeah, or is he the could, opposite. It could even be um, a lot of people was, were talking about how the fact that it could even be that he's causing these accidents, and his whole like, his whole sort of like pushing Brisbane to believe a certain thing starts when he says that you're the only survivor. The whole this whole idea that he was just causing these accidents, that um, it was really unbelievable to think someone came out unscathed, and and the sort of the truth of the matter is that sometimes people are, you know, there was that POW guy who survived Nagasaki, you know, all these things happened, a war fell on him, turned out the war was lined with the stuff that like you know it was just some people do survive, so he was just waiting for a guy to have this amazing. Thing happened the to the thing is though that he survived the car crash completely unscathed. Yeah, that's that's true. So there's something happening with him. Yeah, there, there's a I'm bit not, more not, to it than, really than just like yeah. Samuel Jackson's belief. Book, sorry, belief. Uh, no, it's not Samuel Jackson's belief. It's Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis has this power. Yeah, but I saying? thought it was Sam, like, why would he believe that he's unbreakable when he's a like kid? Oh, he didn't. But he was in a traumatic experience. Um, and you, and or, or you know, he genuinely could have just been okay in the car wreck and pulled the pulled the guy off. I, 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 I'm just saying the premise is that that Bruce Willis's real sort of ability is he's one of these people where his belief can affect his body, and um, you know, in a situation like the train crash or or, or the car crash, you know, you just want to live. Mm. Um. But in that case, you know, his son convincing him of stuff and Samuel Jackson convincing him of stuff, it makes him even more powerful. And that's why the universe is meant to be connected with Split because in Split, there's this guy who clearly has this power as well, you know, as it turns out, who's a, who's a real serious Split personality person. And he exhibits these things that draw people to him. I know you haven't watched it because you're a bit of a... Um, I'm a wimp. A bit of a wimp. Um, and I'm sorry if I'm spoiling Split, but... Um, uh, you know, most, yeah, they, most, the crazy, attention, the most of the attention in Split is really sort of like just in the film. Horror, horror movie tension and stuff. Yeah. Like the crazy M. Night Shyamalan uh, twist, in, twist in Split is that it's actually part of the same universe yeah. as Unbreakable. Yeah, and, and, and to give you a brief spoiler of, of, of Split, like basically Split is about um, James McAvoy's character and like he, he has people gravitating towards him too. His doctor has that thing where he his doctor clearly knows that he's one of these people. Um, and she's studying him because one of his personalities, for instance, is a diabetic and actually needs insulin, but none of the other ones do, you know, so he, he has like 26 different personalities and these personalities of manifesting their own physical conditions and strengths and stuff. 
And then he believes he has this. He develops has this break and develops this. Um, he has this. He has this break because some girls um, convince him to to grab grab their boobs, which I, I feel like he has a he takes it pretty bad, really. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, he has this break and then he develops this other personality, this all consuming personality called the Beast. And once that starts happening, he he more than anyone with this ability because he is insane on top of it and his reality is distorted believes that he's turning into this beast and what happens in that movie is that he actually does um and at the end twist we're left with bruce willis from um unbreakable sort of basically insinuating that he's going to take him down uh, because he's a superhero but yeah yeah basically yeah, that, that's what I believe. As far as I, I understand it, that's what this actually, the movie's actually meant to be about. It's not like he's always that amazing. Yeah, okay. It's through everyone, his son and Samuel Jackson, sort of... Yeah, I, I just, I just feel it. like it wasn't conveyed... No, it, was, it wasn't su- conveyed, it wasn't conveyed right, right at all. conveyed successfully at all. And the pacing also, was like, terrible. Also, the, the fucking like, M. Night Shyamalan twist, massive spoiler, so... Is is of course as we kind of already have spoiled and talked about before. Yeah, Mister Glass is evil, and he caused and all those accidents. Like, and he caused all the accidents. And then and it they're just having ends. like a conversation at the. They're having like this conversation at the end, mm. at, where like he he's like a comic book guy, but he's got this art gallery thing for whatever, and Worst he's having an ending. art show. And so Bruce Willis goes over to see his art show, and he's like all chummy with. Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. And then they go and have like a heartfelt conversation at the end and Samuel L. Jackson's like, oh yeah, this is the point where we shake hands. So they do. And Bruce Re- Willis realizes, oh no, flashes of him going and doing all this blowy uppy stuff. And then it flashes to like all these points around the room yeah. where there's like it's clearly terrorist bomb shit. Yeah. Like there's... It like flashes like immediately blueprints of stuff yeah there's blueprints and there's like stuff for making bombs on the fucking table right next to him yeah. that just Bruce Willis just didn't notice yeah but this another one of those this like, ending sucks man like yeah. it really does it doesn't end that way by the way it just ends with the reveal and then it cuts to black and then like a true story ending right like remember the Titans oh or something, yeah like words come up about what actually happened to them it's like no it's a fictional movie you show us what happened it just says like you know like oh mr glass was arrested as a terrorist you know actually what it what it actually says is the the budget ran out so this is what we're gonna tell you but yeah it it, that's what really frustrated me about this movie is that the story was really high quality in terms of like the premise yeah Um, and actually you know in general the story was good the writing was strong for the most part, for the most for the, part, there was some there was some kind of shitty dialogue. Yeah, but for most for the most part, I thought the writing was strong. The characters were really well done. The acting's really uh, great. The I scene, the scene where um, Bruce Willis, even though it's still unbelievably slow, because every every shot lasts five seconds longer than it should. Um, the scene where he decides to be to do a heroic act, um, it's done so well because it's. Yeah, that, that it is, was actually it, done really It is well. like, you know, it feels like, you know, George R. R. Martin did, like, wrote that one, like, there was, it was, it was, it was raw and real. Yeah, and I thought that was done really well. Pretty except, fucking intense. Except, except, did they really need to have him, his, like, the, the whole thing is they say, like, oh, his one weakness is water. Oh, did they really have to pool? have him fall into a <laughs> fucking pool and yeah, almost drown? He did. 
He did that. Of course he did. Um, but yeah, like like that was done really well, and yet it was a terrible. Like, and yet it was it was not a good experience overall for me. You know, like I just it was ruined by its pacing. It, it, it was an interesting. It's an interesting movie to be sure, just not executed a hundred percent. Maybe like a yeah. six out of ten. Yeah, it's a, it was a really good idea that wasn't ex- executed well, and I think that's maybe the type of movie that I dislike the most, actually. Because I just see a lot of, like, I see how this yeah, could have been so like, much it's, better. It's not good. It's not bad. Yeah. It's just... I can watch The Magic Pudding or, like, this, this, We Are Your Friends and just, like, not feel too bad about it because those are just a pocket shitstorm movies where it's just bad all the way around. Yeah. There was no diamond in the rough. It's just rough. But this, you know, there really could have been something much better than it was. Yeah. So it frustrates me. Anyway, we should move That's on unbreakable. to... Yeah. Uh... Let's just also quickly check how much time we've been recording. 55 minutes. 55 minutes. Okay. One thing, I guess. We're going to briefly talk about uh, Horizon. All right. <laughs> okay. We'll do that. Okay. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, yeah, so before we end, I just wanted to briefly cover um, a game that I've been sinking so much time into recently. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, um, which, which is a... Which is a Near to recent release. Yeah. It's developed by... Uh, what's the name? Mach- not Machine Games. Um, the guys who did Killzone. I don't know. Yeah, Guerrilla Games. Guerrilla Games, yeah. yeah. They, de- they developed Killzone. Yeah, um, and it's... Uh, I wanted to talk about it this episode uh, because last episode, near the end, we talked about um, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Which scratches a similar sort of itch. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn is this um, open world exploration hunt stuff kind of uh, Far Cry mixed with Assassin's Creed kind of open world style game. Mm. Um, And it's done incredibly well. I did not expect it to be done that well at all. I bought the game. I've heard from a lot of people. People bought the game wanting something less out of it. And then we're pleasantly surprised. Um, I bought the game because I like Far Cry and I thought that'd be nice. And um, other people I know bought the game because they liked Assassin's Creed and thought, okay, I will do this. And it's it's like, it's so well done. The story's really good. Do not spoil anything. No, I, I won't. definitely play this it's game. The, I mean, and that's I mean just that, like that, that's enough, the right? That's enough. The, it, the fact really that good. people don't want to be spoiled about this open world hunting game that's really great. Um, where, you, where you hunt like dinosaur robots and stuff. Yeah, and there's enough new stuff in it that it it, it makes itself um, sit apart from everything else in that big genre. Yeah. Um, same with Breath of the Wild. You know, I think there are, uh, there are different aspects, like different ways it's really shaken a lot of things up. Um, also, the machines are incredible. Yeah, I'm really interested about the world. Yeah, so ba- I like, mean, in, in a nutshell, if you, haven't, if you haven't heard anything about Horizon, Horizon... It's a third person, like, sort of the apocalypse has kind of happened. Well, yeah, it's definitely not an apocalypse game. It's it's afterwards. It, it's um, yeah. it's set, like, 100 or, or 200 years after um, the world has ended somehow. Our yeah. civilization has ended somehow. Um, and, and uh, well, it's set a couple hundred years after, like, 2030 or something. It's meant to be a little bit futuristic before it ends. And um, after people have been like pushed back and have and have resurged, they've sort of emerged in primitive tribes, you know, interpreting um, machines and stuff or, or like big structures as work of the old ones. 
um, you know, and developing their own religions and stuff like that. And the societies is one of the things that's really, really interesting in this game. Mm. It's incredible. Like the, um, what they've done is they've, uh, although it doesn't really kind of make a lot of sense um, geologically, they've smashed together a lot of different types of um, like ecosystems. So you you start off in sort of a snowy area, which is where your tribe lives. And you go at some point down into the Kaja area, which is like Wyoming desert. And one just sort of slips into the other. You go down a mountain and it stops snowing and it immediately is desert. Um, but the way it's done, it's actually like quite cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they've just done that incredibly well. But uh, they're populated by these small tribes, but humans are definitely not the dominant species. Um, once humans die out, machines have obviously they've hit the singularity before everything went to shit um, because they have machines making machines and without humans um, these these machines in particular run on uh, biomass mostly run on like biofuels and 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 stuff like that and so organic matter organic matter and so they essentially the whole idea is they they evolved, right? So they're machines making machines. Yeah, and, and it turned and over time, matter. you know, it's it sort of like evolution. That movie, um, they've adapted in a way that's optimal to do that. To you know, some machines collect huge amounts of um, organic material, like you know, like grass and shrubs and stuff. And just and sort of the best way to do that and move around on certain terrain, you know, is to grab those, those jointed legs. And they sort of just become like a big robot giraffe. Like, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, or, or, or like a bison. And or... the machines, the really, the, the, the more interesting ones to, to fight, you know, have um, decided to take their biomass from living animals. Um, and they're really interesting. So there's like dinosaurs and, Raptors yeah. and yeah, well, there's actually and... sort of only one really dinosaur-looking thing, which is immense and immensely cool when you first see it. You know, it's the one thing where you're fighting things that are the size of a car, and I was climbing up this hill and like worked over the stream and looked up and there's this thing moving through the trees and I was suitably freaked, like freaked out, <laughs> like, just gargantuan there's this thing called the thunder jaw yeah and they have this really great system where they have a, a great inventory system you end up going there all the time because it's one of those games where you get a lot of items and modifications and stuff and you've really got to manage that and you go to do crafting and yeah but it's satisfying it's really satisfying um and one of the ways that they made it really interesting to fight these these machines is there's a lot of different weapons in this game and unlike a lot of games that give you all these weapons and say, you've got to use different techniques to take down different things, then, you know, like 20 minutes in, you realize oh, yeah. dodge, just, roll, auto power, attack is the I, right I thing. I dodge, roll, and I power up this one weapon, and that's all yeah, I need to yeah. use. This is really, it's really important. Like, you could, I'm playing on very hard, and on that difficulty, like, there's ways if you're, I could see if you're playing normal, that you could have a really shit time and use a lot of standard resources to make standard arrows and just do things that way. But really, You've got to, you've got to really, you know, every time you look in a machine and you scan it with your focus, you've got to look in there, read a bunch of shit, study its weaknesses. Um, there's a big component, um, like it has types of damage and stuff. Yeah. And there's freeze and shock and corruption and things. But one of the other types of damage that's introduced, it's unique to Horizon, is damage called tear. 
So arrows can have this attribute aside from damage called tear damage, which is how much um, how much it is put towards tearing off a piece of a machine. So I've got I spent ages on this game, man. I've got like the legendary shit, and that includes these arrows where you shoot. They're called tear blast arrows. You get them from these ostrich thingies that make concussive sounds. And, you know, you fire it at something, it sticks on there, it makes an explosion and just blows up, blows a bunch of shit off. Sometimes that's really important. The yeah. Thunder Jaw, for instance, this massive fucker, has two cannons on its legs. So it's a T-Rex that fights like a T-Rex, has all those dangers, but also shoots at you. <laughs> and you can blow... Like, I found out, you, I shot one of those off and you can pick it up. So that's actually how you kill Thunderjaw. It's quite easy once you get the hang of it. Um, but which is the thing I really appreciate about that system, right? If you really take the time to read and learn, you do become an expert and you do know exactly how to kill all these things and suddenly it's okay. Yeah. Um, it's just a really great game. The story's yeah. great. I haven't really gotten that far because I've done that thing where I just... Do it like, I was a real gamer guy and just did everything else. Yeah, going up and up then all stuff. Yeah, I'm level 35 right now. And there's only and you're out to mission number two. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> I'm not to mission where I'm fighting like you know level recommended level seven stuff. So I haven't gotten too far into that, but it, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, cool. Well, it's definitely one I want to check out. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I, yeah. Um, that's Horizon Zero Dawn. That's yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn. If you're at all interested in any of those types of genre, genre games, you'll love this game. Yeah. So the homework movie for this week. Yeah, that's all we've got time for yeah i'm sorry well we were yeah, like we, we had this chat at the start and i liked it yeah yeah um i briefly wanted to mention that there's this new podcast which has just come out called s town which i'll talk about in more depth next week um but just know that it's it's free it's a podcast very well produced and it tells a really really compelling and interesting story um that i think people should check out and i'll talk about that next week so the homework movie yes Select one for me, Peter. We could do the sixth sense. Nah. But no. <laughs> nah, not two two Shyamalan in a row. Yeah, M Night Shama, I'm a Lama, Rama. So the homework movie for this week is a sci fi film called Midnight Special. And I know so little about it. I have never even heard of it before. I don't know what it is. Didn't know it was horror, a sci fi. No idea. Yeah. So, we'll, so yeah, we'll get my that. fresh impressions. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, as always. Yeah. Follow us on uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash Peter. Go out Run. and get your own Montieth Black Beer. Yeah, it's definitely a good one. I will have good. this again, I think. Yeah. Um, Instagram's yeah, also rate, a good place rate, to go. Great review on iTunes. Follow yeah. us SoundCloud. Just search a beer with Sam and Peter. Instagram yeah. is great for having a look at all the different beers we've drunk. Yeah, actually, what we've suggested lately is like you can go on Instagram and, and when we record this episode, like actually when we record it, we post it. We like throw up an Instagram post. I just let everyone know, and it's also got the beer included in it that we're drinking. Yeah. So yeah. that way, um, I think what we've, we've been suggesting is you can go on Instagram, check out the beer, and, and drink it while we listen. You listen to the episode yeah, if you so want. So you can experience it with us. Yeah, and you can, you can see if I am really easily impressionable, or if this really does taste like biscuit. I could, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not like biscuit, maybe a bit of chocolatey. Uh, I mean, it's dark beer. Anyway, thank you for listening. The podcast (laughs) is over now. We'll see you guys later.